Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Infinity. This is a role-playing podcast in which the players enter a world of endless imagination and infinite possibilities. So what's the objective of this podcast? Well, I love video games and podcasts. So I thought, why not blend the two? Join in on the journey and enjoy the ride. Press start to begin. Hello, hello. Welcome players, one and all. My name is Joy Infinity. My pronouns are she, her, and my virtual age is 25 years old. And on this episode, we're going to talk about my GP. Now, if you haven't been listening to the previous episodes, I suggest you do, highly. I discussed my HP, my MP, my SP, and now we're talking about my GP. And what is my GP? My G points. G spelled G-E-H. AKA, I'm saying gay, G-A-Y, my gay point. This episode is going to be about sexuality. And what is my sexuality, you may be asking yourself? If you haven't been to any of my streams or haven't seen anything I post on Instagram or Twitter or anything like that, I'm here to fill you in. In the year 2017, two right now, recent years, I have identified myself as bisexual. Now, what is bisexuality? The Merriam-Webster definition of bisexuality is of relating to or characterizing bisexual or romantic attraction to people of one's same gender and of the opposite gender. Also, of relating to or characterized by sexual or romantic attraction to people of one's own gender identity and of other gender identities. So for me, I was able to look within myself, see what was going on with me, understand what I've been going through for the last few years, and just feel like identifying as bisexual was probably more accurate. I never really wanted to say anything about it because I really wasn't sure myself. Growing up as a young Black woman, I knew that I was attracted to men. I felt it. I knew it. I've dated men. I had no issues. But I have had slight experiences growing up, and I did not know what it was. I grew up as a tomboy, if you did not hear that in my HP episode, but I wasn't really connecting those two, and I don't connect those two, being a tomboy and having a sexual or romantic attraction to women. Those are not mutually exclusive. I didn't decide that I was a bisexual person because I was a tomboy. That had nothing to do with it. I wasn't looking at women in that way. I just loved being a tomboy because I loved boys' clothes. And I thought boy stuff was cooler. But I wasn't using it to look at women in a certain way and be like, wow, that girl's cute or anything like that. Didn't even cross my mind. However, I will say that growing up, looking at things on TV and movies... I did feel an attraction, but I didn't recognize it as attraction. I just felt like, wow, that person's really cool. 
Now, what am I talking about in this instance? My first full bisexual experience that I could think of right now, and I did do a video about this on YouTube, so definitely look at my YouTube channel. My first experience was probably Power Rangers, the 90s Power Rangers, because I really, really loved Tommy. Tommy, man, sexy, amazing. He was so action-packed and fun and just like really into that whole role of being the Green Ranger. And then he was the White Ranger. And I was like, oh my God, he is so fine. But Kimberly though, and I could never explain of course, I was really, really young. How am I supposed to explain this? But I was like, wow, Kimberly is so pretty to look at. And I just was like, wow. But I knew even at that young age, I could never explain that out loud. I felt like if I ever said that out loud, it would be demonizing. Why are you looking at Kimberly? You need to be looking at, you know, Zach, which of course, everybody on the show was great. I'm not saying that everyone else on the show was ugly. I'm just saying specifically, I would always look for Tommy or I would always look for Kimberly. And everyone else was cool in in the show. But when the movie, when I received the VHS movie of Power Rangers, oh my God, it just ramped it up where I was like, Tommy is so fine. But Kimberly, when she's like, Tommy, Tommy, when she's screaming all the time, oh my God, I would just be like, yo, She's a baddie. But obviously, in my young mind, how am I supposed to know that? How would I know that that was a thing? So Power Rangers was definitely probably the most that I was like, yeah, yeah, that's that's something right there. Another movie that I know for sure that I was like, yeah, but I knew I couldn't explain this out loud was Aladdin. I was highly attracted to Aladdin. Like, amazing, suave hair, cool guy. He had a small vest and no shirt, which, sexy. And, you know, his powerful genie pants that he would wear, the which I guess we know now is jogger pants. But watching Aladdin walk around with his swag, like, honestly, he was wearing gray sweatpants equivalent of today than, you know, when I was watching it when I was young. But Jasmine, though. Did y'all see Jasmine? And when I say Jasmine, I'm talking about when Jasmine got kidnapped by Jafar and he had her in that hourglass, that, that sand hourglass, and she had that red outfit on with the crown. Oh my God. I was like, how does anyone not know that this woman is fine? But I knew I could not say that out loud because what are you doing, Joy? And on top of that, could you imagine? I was also attracted to Jafar. Like, what? How is it that I'm attracted to all three humans in this movie? So confusing. But I just knew then, look, look, you have to figure out how to properly tell people, obviously you love Aladdin, but like Jasmine, but then Jafar. But could you imagine when the Lion King 2 came out? And I was like, Kovu though? Like, what? How can you say that you were like attracted to Simba and you love Mufasa's voice, but then you also is about that Kovu life? <laughs> so much. So anyway, look, we're going to tackle one thing at a time. I'm sorry, I'll just bombarded y'all with all that stuff. But I'm just saying, those were probably my first examples of being like, huh, I like them. But I just knew I couldn't talk about it. And it's not to say that I grew up hearing anything that was homophobic in my household or in my family. It was just that I just knew that it was going to be bad if I said something about it. So other than watching those movies when I was younger, 
I dated men. I did that in high school and I did that in college. And after being single, after my other situationships, we'll call them, I was like, well, let me just really take a look at myself. And is this something that I want to pursue? And at the time I was teeter-tottering about it. And then I had something happen in my family where a person passed away. And seeing that person pass away so young, I was just like, oh my God, you know, that person was not, it was not their time. And it really caused me to look at myself like, do I want to leave this earth without having that experience, without giving myself that chance to maybe find someone, whether it be a different gender or the same gender you know, you have to live your life. And I had to have that conversation with myself. And that's when in 2017, I first started dating Bibi. And I knew from then I was like, well, how am I supposed to identify? Because my entire life, people have known me for dating men. And now I'm gonna start publicly dating a woman. People are gonna assume I'm something I would feel much more comfortable telling people outwardly, hey, this is who I am and this is how I identify versus people just making assumptions and they're wrong. So from that point on, I figured out I can't call myself straight because I'm not, but I can't identify as a lesbian because I've never just dated multiple women or you know at the time my definition was like oh if you're a lesbian that's like you've only dated women or you're only attracted to women and not men but I'm attracted to men too but I'm dating this one woman and I'm attracted to her so how do I identify and I was like well you know what simple bisexuality like that seems like the perfect definition for what's going on and as of now I know obviously there's many many sexualities out there and of course it's going to bring up the topic of pansexuality That could be something in the future. I'm not sure. But as of right now, I am fully comfortable with identifying as bisexual. Now, when we're going to talk about identifying as bisexual or any sexuality, we have to talk about coming out. And I'm saying this in quotation marks, even though you can't see me do the quotation marks with my fingers. Did I feel like coming out was a thing for me? No. Because I feel like I didn't come out of anything. I've been out here the whole time. I've been myself. When I started telling my friends about who I was dating, I just told them I'm the same person. The only thing that changed about me was the fact that I am now dating a woman and not a man. But everything else prior to that, it's me all the way. So I didn't feel like I had to come out. I believe that the action of coming out, whether it's to your family, yourself, your friends, all, etc. I believe that the action of coming out, whether it's to yourself, your family, your friends, anyone, your chosen family, that helps you to be more of your authentic self. However, I would never want to force someone to do that or even just have the assumption that people are eventually going to come out of a closet before they even do it because I feel like that happened to me and I didn't like that. I felt like when I started to tell people, oh, I'm dating a woman, I'm dating someone, some of them were like, oh, we knew it. And I was like, oh, but 
you're not even assuming you're not even trying to give me the benefit of the doubt not even to be like a benefit of the doubt but just be like oh yeah i saw it but like i really didn't see it it took me a lot to like actually want to do this and you're just like meh i saw it whatever and then furthermore because i am dating a woman people assume that i identify as lesbian and i don't and even Bibi doesn't identify as a lesbian. So it's kind of like, it's so interesting. Obviously, we are in a woman-loving-women, WLW relationship. But neither of us identify as lesbian. I feel that people just want to throw labels on things, but they don't even want to sit down and do the research of what they're even saying. So that's just frustrating. I had to learn that with time because I needed to have that patience first for myself. Then I needed to have that patience for other people who identify differently than me. And then I had to make sure that how people perceive me now that I'm identifying as this new particular role or this new particular sexuality that people are seeing an example. And I'm not saying I'm an example for all bisexuals out there. That is not the case. But I need to have grace for myself and that everyone, every human being is ever evolving. And because I'm saying bisexual now that doesn't mean that I'm going to be you know bisexual my whole life or maybe that doesn't mean that I'm going to change and do something else like who knows life is life you just live it and that's the best thing is just to live your life and that's what I felt like I wanted to do when I identified I was like hey I feel like I am much more authentic to myself than I thought I ever was and I am happy and obviously no one person can identify by a single idea or identity We all exhibit intersectional perspectives, whether that's gender, sexuality, race, religion, all those things. And those things shape the way we navigate this world and the way that the world sees us. So it's just interesting how we're able to do these things, whether it's me being a cis black woman who was raised in the church and I'm going through this particular bisexual experience or, you know, just being able to live in another place other than, you know, where I came from. And I feel like I am blessed, and I will continue to say that always, I'm blessed for having parents who allowed me to grow and taught me, you know, things that make me a good human being, like morals and manners and to be respectful and the golden rule. I'm grateful that they exposed me to many ethnicities of people, So that I'm able to have my own understanding of it's not just me and the way that my family does things like everyone does things their own way. And it's not to be different against me or I'm trying to be different against you. It's just we all live different ways. And I feel like that's how I felt with my sexuality. I'm like, I'm not trying to do this for you. When I told certain people about my relationship and how I identify, some people did tell me, I don't agree with that. And I was like, well, I'm not dating people for you to agree with it. I'm not dating people for your approval. I'm dating people because I want to. And I'm dating this person because I care for them and I love them. Had nothing to do with you. I did not come here for a consultation call. Like, it's literally, I'm just telling you, letting you know. And if you don't like it, bye. So I feel like all of those things growing up made me and shaped me to who I am right now. And I really do love who I am. And I'm grateful that I was able to have that journey of figuring out who I am before I got someone involved in roping 
myself with another person in a relationship. I know I needed to do that before I got into a relationship because I did have that conversation with myself like, hey, look, Joy, you have to love yourself. You have to figure out what it means to love yourself before you can even love someone else. And once I did that, I took years to be single, to figure out what I like to do, where I want to go, how I like things. And once I figured that out, I was like, you know what? Okay, I can probably open my heart and open my mind and, and try to be someone that can be a joy friend, boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever I want to date. I'm just going to say joy friend because that's, you know, gender neutral. But I was like, well, whoever it is, you know, I'm going to be ready for them because I took the time to figure out who I am before I just rope someone else into this. Now, when I self-identified as bisexual in 2017, I did not realize the amount of negativity that is around that word. It has been disregarded as not real. And it has been a way that I've seen that people use bisexuality as a step towards being just gay or being queer or being lesbian like people use bisexual as like a half step and I'm quoting that too in quotation marks and there's just animosity like in in the whole alphabet mafia if you will the lgbtqia plus community which I did not know anything about prior to you know self-identifying I didn't know that that was a whole thing so when I first identified back in 2017 I only learned about bisexuality through social media and YouTube and TV and films because I was like, well, I don't know how am I supposed to learn the ways of being a bisexual person of color if I have no examples out there. So I did. I went on YouTube. I went to look at stuff and a lot of it seemed very wishy-washy. I felt like a lot of people don't accept it because a person's either experienced someone who said that they were bisexual and then they were cheated on, which I was like, oh my God, I haven't done that. Or a person said that, oh, I thought I was bi, but then I realized I'm just gay or I'm pan or I'm asexual. And you're just like, wait, wait, wait. So People have this mistrust of people who identify as bisexual because of all these situations that either we've been fed by the media or people actually have experiences. And I'm not trying to, you know, gaslight other people out there. If you do have an experience of someone cheating on you, honestly, it's because they were cheating on you. Like, don't blame the entire sexuality. You can't just be like, oh, all bisexual people cheat on you. No, the person, if they cheat on you, it's because they wanted to cheat on you. That's because their personality or whoever it is that they, you know, you you can't just blame a whole gender or the same way you can't blame a whole ethnicity. Like, oh, all black people do blah, blah, blah. You can't do that. I never grew up thinking that of other ethnicities. So it, it just, it hurt me where people were like, oh, well, I don't trust bisexual people because they, you know, they can have the best of both worlds or whatever. And I'm like, no man wanted me then. No woman wanted me now. So like, what are you talking about? Like, it would just be so funny if people saying these things. And I also feel that a lot of people expect those like me who identifies bisexual to either like two genders, male or female, equally. And I never had that mental 
math equation in my head like, oh, I'm going to love men and women 50-50, or maybe I, I like them 60-40, or 80-20. Like the ratio thing that they constantly assume that is what's happening in my head when I look at people. And I do not believe that's how sexuality works at all. Like that's not something that I'm like, oh, well, you know what? I have a 60% attraction to men and 40%. No, no, that's not how it works in my head. That's that's definitely not how it was. I, or it is, not was, how it is in my head. I fully believe that the B in bisexuality needs to be there because regardless of whoever I date, the authentic feelings of attraction and connection are always going to be there, regardless of whether I would be dating a man or dating a woman. And I just feel like I like who I like. And I don't have to explain a whole calculation. And I feel like I shouldn't have to break it down like this for people to just be like, oh, she likes someone. Okay, cool. It's as simple as that. I like this person. And I'm not falling in love with this person because of their genitalia or what's what's in there. Like, I didn't fall in love with other men or women because of what was going on in their pants. I looked at their physical appearance and I saw how they reacted to certain things. I saw their personality and I was like, okay, well, I want to continue to hang out with this person. It wasn't because of their gender. So again, that also means, hey, I'm not trying to be like, oh, well, I'm not going to do this and this and this with someone who doesn't identify as a cisgender person either. Hey, if down the line, Bibi wants to identify as something else or I identify with something else or, you know, I'm not saying that no one is above my eyes. I got four eyes and I can see fine. And that's fine, as in F-O-I-N-E. I I see fine. And I see fine all over the place. So it's not like I'm going to be like, oh, you have a different genitalia than me? Oh, we can't be friends. Or you have a... a, It's so ridiculous when you talk about this stuff. It's so crazy. So if society wants to view my relationships that I have as abnormal or unnatural, then I feel like I will always be labeled as not straight anyways. So what do you want me to do? I'm just going to be who I am. I'm going to love who I love. And it has nothing to do with you or someone cheating or anything like that. It's just, that's who I am. So I mentioned before when I was trying to figure out how to quote unquote be a bisexual, there was some stuff that I looked at. I said TV, film, media, YouTube. I want to tell you all the media specifically that I, that has affected me the most when I was trying to figure out who I was. While a good portion of them I took with a grain of salt. So, you know, don't take the whole thing as like, this is it. This is canon. This is whatever on how to be bisexual. These were the things that I either felt connected to or I saw myself reflected back from. And I knew that I couldn't be straight after I saw these things. So the TV shows that I saw were Heroes, NBC, which, I mean, if y'all saw Heroes, save the cheerleader, save the world, come on heroes come on claire Ugh, hayden Panettiere. oh my god look there's so many people on that show that i was so sexually attracted to that i was like oh my god everybody in the show was fine what in the world glee on fox which again glee i love musicals and i loved how they would relate things to music and you know me if you heard my music episode oh my god but music was so powerful the mashups were amazing. And then, oh, Santana, come on. Santana, Mercedes, 
we're gonna be here all day anyway carmilla which was the youtube web series about a very gay vampire hilarious crazy loved it i just i just i'm so grateful that i was able to watch that show and again it was a short series and it was the perfect build-up that i didn't know i needed until i watched it faking it on mtv that is something that i can't really say again i took with i took that with a grain of salt but uh the whole situation of the best friends you know one's pretending to be gay for some reason like it was just so weird and i was like what is going on and then when people were you know developing feelings and i was like oh god like this is a whole thing like it's 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 that's that was nuts supergirl nbc slash the cw slash netflix Supergirl, they had a whole plot line where it was Maggie falling in love with one of the women on the show. And then it was just kind of them having a moment of seeing someone that identified as lesbian or queer. And it was just wonderful to see that depicted, especially during a whole superhero show. I was like, wow, this is so great. And they brought me tears, especially with that particular character. If no one has seen Supergirl, I don't want to ruin it for y'all. So that's why I'm not saying the name. But having that particular person deal with coming out to their family oh man it was it was a lot and let me go back to uh santana oh my god santana coming out to her family that was a whole tearjerker oh my god orange is the new black netflix if you haven't seen orange is the new black i haven't finished it personally yet maybe after this recording who knows i might dive back into it but orange is the new black oh my god that was a whole crock pot of gay right there and g-e-h gay right there black lightning the cw netflix seeing black lightning i knew nothing about black lightning but i loved staring at everybody on the show because they were so gorgeous so beautiful and then hearing and seeing how jefferson pierce's daughter who is a whole superhero lesbian who is black the whole pierce family is black and you have a black lesbian superhero i was like wow like this is amazing i would never see this otherwise so those were the shows that i saw that i was like okay i can see myself in them one way or another i can empathize with what's going on with the characters and to be able to see these things in prime time was like wow and it made me feel like okay so you've seen these examples you don't have to exactly be like them but you know that it's out there and that you're not weird for thinking the way you do you're not weird for seeing someone a certain way you're appreciating their beauty but also you kind of like that and it's okay to like that now the movies i'm going to mention there's four of them i know there's many more movies out there but these were the ones that definitely affected me the first one was pariah which I was recommended to by one of my best friends. And he was one of the first people that I told about my relationship with Bibi, which is about a young black girl who was dealing with her own sexuality too, with a family who was not accepting. And she had to find her way through her neighborhood, her school and figuring out who she was. And, and that was a lot. It was, it was really rough to watch, but it was good for me to watch that. The second one, the handmaiden which oh goodness if y'all haven't seen the handmaiden a korean movie oh man that one was good oh my god it had me sweating i because and not even in the ways that you would think it's like oh it's so sexual no yes 
in the beginning no but at the end ooh, at towards the end yes i was like oh my god so definitely watch the handmaiden if you haven't third one our love story now, Our Love Story is a Korean movie as well, and I watched it without any subtitles because I really wanted to see this. I was like, I need to see this movie. And Our Love Story, because it was Korean, I was like, mm, it's going to be some drama. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be like really weird or whatever, because they are really good when it comes to making movies. This one, Our Love Story, was so necessary in what I needed to see because it depicted two women who were just kind of like feeling each other out. One, you know, one didn't even, she wasn't even sure she identified as anything. And then they just liked each other and then they did some things. And then they were just like, well, how do we deal with this? I want to see you. You want to see me. And then you just kind of go through life, their life as normal women in society. It's not like they, one has to all of a sudden have, you know, brain cancer and another girl has to you know leave her family behind because of something crazy it was just literally you saw two girls they liked each other they would do things and then something happens I don't want to spoil it for you but really look out for that one our love story was really good because it was the normal story that I needed to see without any of the dramatics or the flares or what they do with gay people or queer people the trope is that someone always has to die. And I'm just like, why? What? Why is that necessary? That's so ridiculous. This movie, nobody died. It was great. Like, thank you. So shout out to Our Love Story. And the last one I'm going to mention is Yes or No. Now that one is a movie made from Thailand, which was incredible. It has a whole series and everything. There's Yes or No, Yes or No 1.5, then Yes or No 2. And that one I needed to see because... It depicted women in a dorm-like setting, like college. And, you know, the whole silly story about, oh, you know, girls go off to college and they do stuff with each other. And then all of a sudden, like, I wanted to see it. But the way that it happened in this show was different than the way that they do it for the male gaze. And that's G-A-Z-E, the gaze, where it's like men just want to assume that women just go to college to just kiss each other to just like do things with each other it's just like what <laughs> we're literally trying to get an education and you're trying to make a porn out of that like are you serious but i was happy to watch that movie because it was like wow we're like that could happen but it's not due to any sexual tropes of a man it's literally like this girl saw this other girl and they didn't like each other like at first they were just like oh that girl's so annoying oh that girl's so blah blah blah, blah. and then eventually they spent some time together and they're like all right you seem pretty cool and then things happened and i'm not gonna spoil it so please check out those movies that i just suggested now when it comes to video games which this is basically what this podcast is about i never thought i would see myself in a video game as a cisgendered black woman much less see any type of sexuality that i identified in a video game but these were the video games that i can mention that were as close as i could get in terms of being bisexual. So the first video game I'm going to mention is Life is Strange Before the Storm. Now, I played Life is Strange Before the Storm before Life is Strange. I know it's out of order, but I was told to do this by one of my best friends too. The other person that I told about my relationship too. He was like, you need to play Life is Strange Before the Storm first and then play Life is Strange. 
And then there's going to be a Life is Strange 2. So definitely just play those like that. And when I tell you Chloe and her chaotic self, oh my God. And Rachel, Jesus, Rachel. There was just so much going on with these two. And I was able to see them from the beginning, in quotations, from the beginning, because I got that backstory. I developed feelings for Chloe. I developed feelings for Rachel because it was just like, okay, these two girls are just trying to figure it out in high school. And again, they were friends. But then things progressed and you're just like, oh, okay, they're, they they do more things. And of course, you can do whatever you want with them. They don't have to, as far as I know. I made them kiss. I made them do stuff because I needed to see that. But I liked seeing that because I'm like, okay, this isn't weird. Of course, obviously, they're two white girls. So I'm just like, all right, it's not me. And I didn't do that in high school. But I'm happy that someone has that representation out there. Versus just being like, oh, these two girls are kissing for the male gaze, G-A-Z-E. The second one I'm going to mention, I did not think I would even see this be represented until later in my life, but it actually happened by the one friend who I keep mentioning, oh my goodness, I'm not mentioning their names because they will probably be on the show, but the one friend, he let me play The Last of Us. And what part of The Last of Us am I mentioning? The Last of Us left behind. Now, playing The Last of Us, first of all, I was so scared of that game, I didn't think I was going to play it at all in my life. But one of my best friends, who gave me the game for free because he had it as a free game from his PlayStation 4. So I was like, all right, I'll play the game. I played the game. He watched me play the game. And then Left Behind was a DLC. And I was like, oh, there's a DLC. That's cool. Like, do I need to play that? And he was like, yes. So you see in The Last of Us Left Behind, you play as Ellie, but then you see that she has a best friend named Riley and she's black. And I'm like, okay, there's a black girl, there's a black friend. Okay, black friend, come through black friend, who's a girl. And they start to spend time with each other. And you're like, oh, wait, they're spending time with each other. Is that gay? Like you want to, you want to question it, but then you're also like, no, 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 just let it play out. Let it play out. Don't, don't question it. And then something happens and you're like, oh, oh. And I felt that because they were younger and not because of any type of like, you know, predator type stuff. I'm not trying to say no pedo behavior. I'm just saying that that affected me because being a tomboy, certain experiences were kind of like that for me, where I was hanging out with friends that were girls and stuff might have happened. And I'm just like, huh, that. That seems kind of familiar, but nothing to the point where I'm going to be like, oh, I'm going to call out anybody, but just being like, hmm, that seemed kind of familiar. Now, nothing that played on that game is something that happened to me, but I'm just saying like, wow, that was interesting to see that be depicted in a video game because it's like, oh, that that's real. Like that can be realistic for someone. And to have that be shown, I was like, that's, that's, that's milestone right there that is very much what I did not expect to happen but it did and the last game that I'm going to suggest or tell you about is Gone Home now Gone Home at first I thought it was going to be a scary game as well because when you see the house it just says Gone Home and then there's a picture of a house and then it's like a purple background you're like hmm this seems kind of scary and then For most of the game, I was on pins and needles because I was afraid that something was going to jump out at me or scare me or kill me or whatever. But Gone Home was a narrative story. 
where you get to see, well, I say you get to see it, but you get to see notes left behind. You get to hear the people that used to live in that house and what was going on with them. And you begin to piece together the type of situation that the main character is in. And you step into her shoes as to like, why is no one here? Well, basically in Gone Home, you play as an older sister of a family and the older sister comes back and then she sees that no one is home in the house. And then you have to figure out the clues and the pieces as to like what happened to the family. Not because anyone got murdered, but just being like, huh, something went down and I wasn't here for it. What happened? And just hearing your younger sibling go through potentially or essentially what is their coming out was something that I was never expecting to play in a video game in my life. And it affected me so hard. I was like, wow, to be that young. And there's so many young people out there that go through this on a daily basis. And they, they don't have support. They don't have people that care for them or love them. There are people that are just out here and they don't take it well. And it just leads to horrible decisions. And I was just grateful that they took the time the developers of that game, shout out to them, and every game and every movie and every show I mentioned thus far, that they did take the time to bring it to the forefront so that people can see it, that there's eyes on it versus just being like, oh, this isn't important. No one's going to care. No, no, people do care. People actually care. It's just, you know, maybe we can't all express it once that we care, but hopefully maybe in this podcast, someone could share this to one of the developers and be like, hey, Joy over there really loved this. I really do. And I appreciated it so much in my life. Now I'm going to go to the manga section because I read a lot of manga growing up. And the two that I am going to mention are ones that I'm pretty sure are no longer in publication, but you can probably find them on the internet somewhere. Who knows? The first manga that I'm going to bring up is Samurai Girl Real Bout High School. Now that one affected me a lot because Samurai Girl Real Bout High School is about a girl named Ryoko Mitsurugi, and she's this tomboy, samurai, kendo-loving girl who is, isn't really about developing relationships with men. Like, she's just doing her own thing, and she's admired by men and women alike, and I loved that for her because she was this big, tall girl. Like, she was just someone who was living her own life by her own rules, but of course she had insecurities too. Like, wow, I'm so big that men aren't gonna like me, and you know, I do a lot of boyish things. So maybe people are just gonna be like, uh, you know, she's not cute or whatever. But really, a lot of people liked her. She had a whole fan club. And I thought that was so dope. And that manga was only six books. But it was just like, I got my life out of that. And then I also bought the DVD box set because I was like, I have to have more Ryoko Mitsurugi. And I felt like no one else watched that or read that. And then eventually, when I did bring it up, I was like, Oh, my God, people actually had read it. They actually did watch the same thing as me. So yeah, Samurai Girl Real Bout High School, such a good one, such a good one. And the second one I'm going to mention is Girl Got Game. Now, Girl Got Game was a manga about a girl who loved basketball and probably still loves basketball, clearly. She loves basketball and her dad would train her to be like the best basketball player. And so her dad puts her into an all-boys school for basketball and she's like I don't want to do that I want to play with the girls I want to go to the girls school and he's like nah and then she has to dress up as a boy 
to be in the boys' school. And then that's when she sees this guy that she's like, oh, he's a jerk. He's a jerk. And then she has to be roommates with him. But she can't tell him that she's a girl. And he starts to develop feelings for her. But he doesn't know that she or is, well, he is a she. And it's just like all the craziness of being a girl like ensues. And I'm so happy they did that. But that made me feel like, wow, you can be a tomboy and you can still be yourself. And regardless of whether you're attracted to men or women or men or women are attracted to you, like you are a valid person and that shouldn't change who you are. So shout out to Samurai Girl Robot High School and Girl Got Game. So when it comes to comics, I'm going to bring up two comics that I really, really enjoyed and definitely got my life. The first one being Black Panther World of Wakanda by Marvel. Please, y'all, check that one out. It was so good. It's still good. Gone too soon. That one had Black women at the forefront. First of all, Dora Milaje, Wakanda Forever, insane. And to see the two women have a relationship together and what comes with that was so amazing. And shout out to Roxanne Gay for who was behind that as well. Like, there's so much going on with that. And the second one being Bingo Love by T. Franklin. Oh my God, I sobbed so hard to see a story about two black women who are actually grandmothers, two African-American grandmothers who fall in love with each other. And it's not even because that they were grandmothers, but they fell in love with each other before. Look, I'm saying buy these books, Bingo Love and Black Panther World of Wakanda. Those two by two black women actual black authors please support them it's it's ooh, fantastic it had me crying and when i met t franklin i was like ma'am like i cried i sobbed this is amazing like thank you oh my goodness like it, so just shout out to them shout out to them please buy those books and the last thing i'm going to mention in terms of media is music now i'm going to mention these artists and hopefully you check them out but I'm going to explain why I like these people. So the first artist I'm going to name is George Michael. Now, everyone knew George Michael from Wham! And they knew him from his solo stuff. I bought his album, Patience. And that was my first album that I ever heard where he didn't change up the gender when it came to him expressing his love for someone. Like he, I I basically know that album by heart, but he has a song on there called American Angel. And he was like, bless the day you came into my life. I still remember horny cowboy with your stars and stripes. Like he he bringing the light into my day with that texan smile i'm like yo you're from the uk and you're singing about a white dude from texas like that's crazy how can you do that you can do that you're allowed to do that i bought that cd at an airport i was so obsessed with buying that album that i was like i need to know this i need to hear this i need to know uh, george please if y'all haven't heard george michael's patience album wow it's so gay. Like, now that I'm going back on it, I'm like, wow. And I was just listening to that loudly. Like, I didn't even care because it just felt so good. His songs were so good. And that album really did change my life. The second one, Janelle Monet. Clearly, I did not know anything about Janelle Monet up until 
tightrope. And then I was reintroduced to her in college when a friend who was white was like, do you know about Janelle Monae? Like, you remind me of her. And I was like, yeah, I remember she does tightrope, right? And he's like, no, 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 Joy, you need to go home and just listen to every Janelle Monae album. And I was like, oh, okay. And Janelle Monae clearly did, I, I didn't know if she identified as anything. And then as she continued to make more albums, she released Queen album and then she released Dirty Computer. It was like, oh, okay, she's, she's stepping into her own, which is perfectly fine. But I didn't understand and I didn't know a lot of the things that Janelle Monae was singing. She was, you know, purposely not trying to say that I identify as anything. She was like, oh, I, you know, I, I love androids, but it's kind of like, oh, okay. We could see now, like, she probably was like, you know, not sure how to really announce that to the world, which I don't blame her at all. So Janelle Monae definitely inspired me the band called the internet oh my god i was so blessed not only was i able to buy a ticket for a secret concert for janelle monet's wonderland her the whole label came out it was her it was jadena it was saint beauty it was roman john arthur like it was so many people there but the band the internet showed up and the band's second album ego death changed it all like shout out to sid shout out to everybody in the internet band but like they changed my life where i was like yo sid's singing about dating women like oh my god i can't even sing some of them songs because like oh that's inappropriate but it's just like wow the internet like that was such a, a reaffirming way to tell me like it's okay to like girls like the way you feel the way you feel and it's okay. And another person that I was just about to mention, I was just about to say the line, is Haley Kiyoko. When I heard that song, girls like girls. Girls like girls like boys do. Nothing new. What? Are you serious, my ma'am? My lady? My queen? What? When I saw the video for that, I was like, whoa. Like, and I wasn't young. That didn't come out that long ago. But I was like, that's exactly how I feel. It doesn't matter. I like girls. I like guys. I like girls. I like guys. Like it didn't, I don't feel a 50, 50, 80, 20, whatever. Like I just, I like her, like how I like another person. Like it just, and then, and it's nothing new. This isn't anything. There's nothing new under the sun. So why do we constantly have all these arguments and all these different issues about this? If I love someone, I'm not hurting you. So why do you have an issue about it? It's crazy. Asian. Now, Asian, that's spelled A S I A H N. Asian. Gorgeous, talented, amazing goddess, sings her heart out. I saw her in concert with my baby. And I discovered her through a Janelle Monet playlist that she made for Apple Music. And I heard her song Curiosity for the first time. And I was like, who is this? singing about curiosity and she sounds like this oh she's got to be black wait a minute who was this Azion? and i've been following her ever since i got to see her at sobs in new york city fantastic fantastic please follow her please 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 oh my goodness and oh goodness she's precious we got pictures taken with her oh my god i just i god bless her and the last person i'm going to mention is victoria monet which is someone that i recently discovered through basically the same way. It was a playlist. It probably was that Janelle Monet playlist too. But I was going through 
trying to figure out, well, who else is a bisexual artist? I mean, Google, we can use the Googles. Who else is a bisexual artist who's black? Like I wanted to figure that out and her name popped up and I was like, okay, okay. And then I saw she had this album come out called Jaguar and I was like, all right, all right. And then I had it on my library for a minute, but I didn't listen to the album until I saw that she was interviewed by Apple Music by Zane. Zane Lowe on Apple Music. And I was like, okay, let me see this interview. And then she said, yeah, I am bisexual. And I was like, excuse me. So then I went and I heard her album and I was like, what girl? Supersonic pussycat, just like a jaguar, silky black. So let me climb your wood like that. You got nine times to come hit that. Like what? You start off like that? Are you serious? Wow. But then she has another song that's like, what? (laughs) She, she has a song that goes along the lines of, I'm in love with your fingertips. I reminisce places you kiss. Girl, it's been too long. I was like, oh, so she was talking about climbing that wood, but also talking about some fingertips. Girl, mm, okay, 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 okay. So yeah, those were all of the media that I completely surrounded myself with because I was like, I need to know more. I need to understand this. I need to figure out am I normal? Is this weird? It's not weird, right? And all of those medias I mentioned, of course, there's plenty of other stuff out there. There's way more things out there now than ever. But those were my starters. And I thank God that I had them in my life and that they helped me figure out who I am as a person. Now, this particular section is not going to be the advice section. It's more like what I wish people would stop asking me when it comes to identifying as bisexual. So the first question that is dead to the ground is, do you miss dick? Stop asking me that. Like, just stop. Like, it's it's just because that I am in a relationship with someone does not mean that I, quote unquote, miss dick. Like, please stop asking that. Like, I am still attracted to men, but being bisexual, I don't want that to just be reliant on liking men so much. Like, it's not male focused stop stop asking me that the second question did you know you were gay the whole time no i still don't really even like identifying as quote-unquote g-a-y gay i love using g-e-h g-e-h is like of the gay which i do have that as merch of the gay because i'm just like huh like i don't feel comfortable saying that i'm gay i don't feel comfortable saying that i'm queer i would rather just say yeah i'm bisexual and just call it a day But no, like who, there are people that knew that the whole time, wonderful for them. But I didn't know that and just let me live in my journey. Just because I didn't know the whole time doesn't invalidate me for having a bisexual experience right now. So I don't like how people ask that of others. That's so ridiculous. And the third question, is sex with a woman better than a man? Why don't you find out? Instead of asking me, why don't you just look for yourself, try it for yourself, Try to be open-minded and, you know, give love a chance. Don't worry about the gender. Just live whoever you want to be comfortable living your life with and you find out. Now, unless you're trying to physically ask me, is sex better with a woman than a man because you want to have sex with me personally? You better be gone because I am spoken for. But, you know, I say live your life. Don't ask me. You asking all these questions because I feel like you have some insecurities or you have some curiosity that I can't satisfy for you 
But what I'm saying is you should just explore that for yourself and don't hurt anybody because a lot of people are out here hurting people's feelings and they're causing people to be gaslit and invalidated and other times lose their lives. And that's not right. It's not right at all. So definitely do that exploration for yourself, but do it because you genuinely want to, not because you want to hurt people and take advantage of people. Like that's not what this is about. This is living your best life and wanting to do better and be better. Now, these next questions I'm going to ask are going to be questions that I wish people would actually ask in regards to my sexual identity. First question is, what was my journey like with my own sexuality? Please ask me that because my journey is going to be different than other people out there. Just because I identify as bisexual doesn't mean that we all have the same story. Ask me about my journey sometime. You might learn something. Question number two, do you like the label bisexual or would you prefer no label at all? Ask people that. Ask me that. I prefer bisexual, but if someone was like, do you prefer a label at all? I'd be like, you know what? Not really. I just want to be identified as joy. I can be your joy friend. I'm joy infinity. You can call me that. Like, but I don't want to be identified as the bisexual one or the black one. Like, just, just, my name is Joy. Just call me Joy or Joy Infinity, you know? And the last question that I wish people would ask me is, did upgrading your sexual identity change you in any way or no? Like, me identifying as bisexual, was that like an upgrade for me or was it not? I can say it kind of was, but not really. And I didn't want to identify as bisexual as some type of advantage into being in society. If anything, it'd probably be a disadvantage. But I wish that people would ask more about that versus just, oh my God, do you miss dick? Like, stupid. Like, we don't have time for that anymore. Like, come on, move on. Get with the times. And now we've reached the save point. Yes, I am so happy I was able to do this episode. Oh my gosh, I've been wanting to talk about sexuality and all of this for so long, but I didn't know how to really stick this in. (laughs) That's what she said. I didn't know how to really do it. So I was like, well, I gotta figure out. And I love that this is going to be the season or the time to do it. And I'm so grateful that if you players out there are listening to this with an open heart and open mind, thank you. I didn't get into any graphic details about me because that's not what this is about. Talking about sexuality doesn't have to be inappropriate or dirty or nasty or you're trying to figure out what's going on with my wumpa. Like, that's from me and my baby. Like, you don't have to worry about that. But if you do have any questions, comments, concerns, please feel free to hit me up. You can definitely tip over here in my podcast. Please tip the podcast. But if you have any questions about any sexuality stuff, like, I'm still new at this. I still feel like I'm a newbie. I've been doing this since 2017, so you can do the calculations yourself. I'm not that old, but I'm not that young with identifying as a bisexual, but I promise you, I am not a pro. I don't know this, but it's up to you to do the research and we can learn together because that's what life is about. You can't do life alone and we have each other. And this is another reason why I'm so grateful for my baby. I'm grateful for her being open enough to not look into those stereotypes of, oh, bisexuality, blah, 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 blah. Like, She took the time to want to love me, regardless of whether I have dated men before and I never had experience with a woman because it's just like, hey, life is life, right? You got to deal with what you got. And I wanted to risk it. I risked it all. I wanted to risk it all. So 
I'm just grateful that she was able to love me and that I was able to have myself together so that I could be available to be loved. And we're just going through this life with each other. And, you know, regardless of whether or not I'm single or taken, I'm still going to identify as who I am, which is joy. It's my center, my core. So go back and listen to those other episodes because I promise you that they're all connecting. If you're seeing it, the HP, the MP, the SP, the GP now, that's four in a row. Thank you so much, players, for listening. And until next time, exit game.